And welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick. I'm Paul D. Paul W. And I'm Chris. Hello. We really should like, because I mean, you know, the, the slight pausing there is because, oh, who goes next, who goes next? We should probably try and actually organise that a bit better, but... You know, organisation's not really been one of our fortes before, has it? So, uh, you know, we'll consider it possibly. Uh, but thank you for joining us once again. And, um, yeah, how's everyone doing? Doing good. Doing pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, not bad. Good stuff. And we uh, hopefully people are still um, listening to us after the little bonus one that I put out about my little trip to Disneyland Paris. I think this will be uh, episode 15 officially. 16, I believe. Well, uh... oh, yes. No, I think you're right. Yeah, actually. It's 16, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I can't count properly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's, that's just me. It's only because um, I'm reading the stats in front of me. That's why. Well, also as well, I was looking at I was looking at my podcast history, and um, because I listened to the last episode that I missed half of the other day, so I heard all the insults about me while I wasn't there from Craig. You know, the rest of you are pretty 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 clean about it. Um, it it's wiped off my phone. So uh, there you go. So yes, episode sixteen of season four. Uh, of this after dark and it wouldn't be right to continue without asking people what they're having to drink i'll go last i'm boring this week uh, i've got a good one this week oh well tell you what you yeah you go first paul w uh i'm i'm just being boring as well i've just got the uh back on the fruity cider what what kind of fruity cider we got uh, it's just copperberg again I watched an interesting program. All right, let me let me start out again. I watched a program where they were talking about fruity ciders and essentially saying that you know unless it's made of apple or pear, it's not really a cider. So it's just a glamorised alcohol pop that they call cider. Let's see what's in it. Let's have a look. If it even tells me, I don't think it actually says what's in it. Um, Fruit. No, it has got apples in it. So it's, ah, it's well, got black. Black currants, raspberries, and apple. Well, then so, it's got to count. Yeah, that, that's one of the rules. It's got to have apples or pears in it. So if it has, yeah, that's not not the Cockney rhyming slang. Uh, <laughs> stairs are not needed to make a cider. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I am drinking, believe it or not, a bona fide Disney cocktail. I am drinking an antidote. An antidote? Yeah, yeah. It's a brand new cocktail. It's from Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar. <laughs> and it is Sprite mixed with cherry juice. Okay. That's now, it. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, as it's a proper Disney cocktail, you have had that imported over from the Hangar. No. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's pretend. Let's pretend. But this is the new um, cocktail bar that's at Disney Springs. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And it's yeah. the Indiana Jones themed. Yeah, and this drink is named after the antidote that he tries to get at the very beginning of the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, so of course, when you've been poisoned, all yeah. you need, everybody, is an... sprites and cherry juice. Exactly, a non-alcoholic beverage. Very good, very yeah. good. Uh, Mr. D? Uh, I'm walking wounded tonight, um, so I'm on the tea. You're craving very... it up, are you? Very British, yeah. What what happened? 
Oh no, I just got a wicked headache. So, I like um, I thought yeah. you had like a massive hangover or something. No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, I'm just noticing your profile picture. Is that a butterbeer you're drinking? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was at the studio tour. I oh, think. um, yeah, the um, Leaveson studio tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Yeah. Yeah, for anyone that's never seen Mr. Stoner, by the way, he looks like a sexy Rich O'Brien. <laughs> a, a what? Sexy, sexy Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're remaking Crystal Maze, aren't they? Um, my friend's working on it. Actually, it's not a TV show. It's uh, a live experience. Oh. It's okay. similar to Nightmare, mm-hmm. as well. Oh, right. The uh, the old kids show. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, Americans you have to Google that because um, it's quite old and pretty British. So those those two shows not might. Not might mean anything, might not mean anything. I've not even started drinking yet, and already I'm slurring. So I will crack open my <sighs> second to last bottle of Coors Light. I've really got to go and buy some more beer. Just uh, I, don't, I don't, other than the show, I don't really drink that much. So, um, you know, I, I don't do many beer runs, but yeah. when I do, it's normally a, a crate, which is why I've, I've still got some. Um, saying that, of course, uh, if anyone wants to suggest or supply us with additional beverages uh the best way of doing so is by visiting our website letting us know at www.disafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com yeah and if they want to find the twits on twitter we're at disafterdark and facebook.com forward slash disafterdark and bebo and uh instagram Uh, and periscope and teletext and the blog and the blog blog yeah, yeah. Well, but i mean the, the the i think now the website address should take you to the blog yeah but yes if not it's disafterdark.co.uk forward slash blogspot no blogspot.co.uk forward slash disafterdark right that's it good <laughs> that's wow. it one nick slow down talking too fast secondly get your words in the right order good um, so since we last got together, um, there's been quite a lot of of news going on. So um, who wants to go first with their bit of Disney news? Oh, I'll go up! I'll go up first. That's, that's not Step problem. Step the plate. Um, I'll go with the, the the new Magic Band updates that are, are rumored to be coming along. Um, after it seemed well, like everything had, well, it seems like they are, but whether mm-hmm. they are is a, is a different story. Apparently, they're being tested already. Um, so the the talk is that um, first up, there um, you're going to be able to book your extra fast passes after you've you've used your original three. Um, you're now going to be able to book them on the app on the My Magic Experience app, um, which I think a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time. Um, and hopefully will mean the end of the the little fast pass chaos that take up quite a bit of room in the parks at the moment. Mm. Um, and the second big big thing is um, it looks like they're adding the interactive experiences with the Magic Bands. So say you go to meet the talking Mickey Mouse, um, it'll read your Magic Band and the software will read your names. Um, so Mickey will actually be able to say your names. Um, wow. And the other thing was that you'll be able to design your own It's a Small World doll. Um, and apparently when you get to the ride, it'll read it and it'll show you it on a screen as you're going through the ride, which is one of the, the, the big things that they're talking about that could possibly happen. 
Um, as I said, it's it's just rumours at the moment, but there is talk that they have begun testing um, and that people are finding they can book their fourth fast pass on, on their app um, and things like that, I think, at the moment. Mm. So reading into that a bit more, and I, I, to be fair, I've not really looked into this too much, um, but from what you just said there, so you'll be able to use the app to book a fast pass rather than have to go to one of the kiosks at a ride. And queue yeah. up and, and and do that. I mean, that's yeah. got, that's sure it's got to save a bit of time and money by doing that because I mean, well, yeah, they're normally man, the aren't they? Yeah. Well, they've that, at least got one man on them. They said that one of the ideas into bringing in the magic bands was to help them basically save labour. So if they get rid of the kiosk, they're going to save some manpower, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Especially with the the way things are going at the moment with cutting budgets and things like that um, after the Shanghai issues, um, it seems like it's it's the perfect time to to add it and save on that that labor rather than cutting out entertainment and and things like that. Mm. I think it makes the whole thing more connected, more seamless as well because you've got the app for your three fast passes plus dining plus everything else and it. It seems disconnected to to use the app for that, and then have to go to a kiosk for the additional for the additional fast passes. Mm. So not everything's going to be driven from the app. It just it just feels like that was possibly always the you know the desired end state. Well, the, yeah. the, the, the argument was Disney said that they didn't initially do this because. They didn't want people outside of the parks making full fast passes or extra fast passes, mm. and then they wouldn't be used. Mm. But I've used the, I don't know if you guys have used it, there's actually an app where you can reserve a table at Cowfish, the restaurant at Universal, mm-hmm. um, and you, you can't actually reserve a table until you're within a mile of the restaurant. Right. To stop people, you know, reserving tables all over the bloody place, so they're not. Mm not showing up so there, there, there obviously is that technology they, they obviously would know where you were so yeah do you think this that this could be another step towards the the kind of tiered system that we've we've talked about before so um where you stay on property would designate how many and and what you could book in advance well there, there's there's yeah. been a rumor of a special rock star magic band but that's never really been proven so, rock, technical no, so what's that mean well the the rock star magic band supposedly is this mythical magic band that they give out to sort of you know centurion level american express card holders when they book into their suite at the grand Floridian that basically just gives them unlimited fast passes hmm but whether that's true or not, I, I have no idea. So a bit and like whether that would... black card. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the plan is your average guest. Yeah, I think Sorry. the plan is in the end is kind of to get you to book like I think it was something like ten experiences in a day, so it include booking fast passes, however many they're going to give you, your meals and things like that, and like evening packages like dessert meals and things like that. I think the plan is that Disney want you to book up to like 10 a day. And I think that's where they're heading now. 
is kind of adding these extra fast passes to be done on the app, and then eventually it'll it'll slowly pick up until they get you to that that ten mark. Okay. Yeah. Just gotta hope these things called smartphones catch on. Yeah, Wait one day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> I mean, do we? I mean, obviously, I I think the the technology behind and the idea behind Magic Band is good and. You know, they've introduced a new colour, purple. I noticed because uh, our friend Vicky was very excited about the colour purple. Mm. Uh, the band, not the film or the stage. Really. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the technology's there and the technology's good. Um, but, yeah, as Paul kind of just pointed out there, is this not something that could have been done with, with smartphones and that kind of tech rather than you know these bands and and with that in mind would that whole would that have decreased the initial cost of implementing it or do we think that that wouldn't have actually had an effect well by all accounts this is where all the other parks are going like shanghai apparently is going to open and they're not using magic bands they're using the app through the through the smartphone Mm -hmm. and i think that's where disneyland are going as well by all accounts yeah rather than using the magic band system they're going to go for the the smartphone version i suppose the only advantage i can possibly see with going for smart bands uh, my magic bands rather than smartphones is it's something to sell Mm. so i suppose that's one you know maybe that's why you know it's a bit of a return of investment because i mean what how much the magic band is about 15 dollars 20 dollars around that figure i think yeah. yeah, I think they range, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, I know there's like some of these edition ones as well. So, I mean, and, and how much does that cost to make? You know, really, a couple of dollars maybe? If that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just assuming that I don't know what the, the chips are like inside it. So, you know, if it's got that kind of technology, it might be a bit more expensive, but it can only be a few quid. Um, so I suppose, you know, you know, selling these things, maybe that's... That's a way of getting the money back a bit quicker. And um, they only have a 24-month shelf life, don't they? Do they? I didn't realise yeah. that, really. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I better see what I can do with my Disney Infinity because it unlocks... Uh, for those that don't know, if you put your Magic Band on the Disney Infinity uh, mat, then uh, you get extras, depending on which version you of Disney Infinity you have at the time. So I wonder if that would expire as well. That's interesting. It- is it true that if you've got a Star Wars magic band and you flip it against the machine when you clock in for your fast pass, instead of it just going, making its little jingle that it normally does, it makes like a Darth Vader sound or a lightsaber? Yeah, but, yeah it true? does. I, I bought a, an Olaf one while we were there because um, it was one of the first limited edition ones. Um, and instead of um, going green when you walked in, it went blue. Um, and also said, I like warm hugs instead of making the noise. Wow. So there's definitely ones that do do special things, and apparently not a lot of the staff know about it. The cast members tend to be a bit surprised because they're, they're limited. They don't see them all the time. <laughs> so they can't, you kind of get a, a look of shock on their face as you do it. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. That's, that's, that's a nice little... It's, I mean, it's those little touches that are very Disney, aren't they? Um, I remember the first time we went, um, Pal Mickey was still available. Does, cool. does everyone remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We, actually, we actually bought one after our trip to take with us when we returned in 2010 to find out that they'd, 
now that they've stopped making him, that they might stopped all the points where you worked as well, so he didn't interact with anything. It was weird when they sort of just stopped that, wasn't it? Well, I mean, again, especially like so because I, I think I'm going to have to make up some facts now, which is not like us, but I'm pretty sure Power Mickey debuted around 2002-2003, around that kind of time. Sounds um, about right. Yeah. And we were there in the first time we went was 2007. And at that time, loads of shops had him. You could rent him out as well. So you didn't have to buy one. You could rent one out um, for a certain amount of days. Um, and they had loads of different costumes for him and other things. And, uh, yeah, Q a couple of years later, or three years later, and uh, they discontinued him and turned off all the points that worked. So you then just had uh, a regular Mickey Mouse toy that was supposed to do all this stuff and didn't. So, I, I thought that was quite a good gimmick, actually. Yeah. I thought that was quite a cool little thing. So, um, I, mean, I was disappointed to see that, but... Uh, well, again, with all the Magic Band stuff now, and all the, you know, the, like the other part of that announcement, where they're customising experiences, so if you go and meet Mickey Mouse, he will know your kid's name and will greet them by name, you know. Uh, again, you think that the pal Mickey, that if you enabled it, through this RFID technology, that you could really enhance it, and make make something that was a huge seller. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe there's maybe there's Paul Mickey two to come. Yeah, yeah and why not? Stranger things have happened, but uh, you know, Ma- it's, it's a good use of technology. It's a shame that uh, Universal never thought about um, you know implementing that in a ride where you uh, you, you start a ride and you. And tell them what your name is, and then uh, it, it's used at some point during the ride. So it's funny that one. It is open to abuse. You've heard that too. Yeah. That too. Or not? Or not <laughs> heard that? You know, that, <laughs> that's what I mean officially. Yeah. Not heard that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not incriminating myself, but mm. it is open to abuse. Mm. Goodbye, big dick. <laughs> so you were there that day? I was there. <laughs> no, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Donald Trump was on the ride. <laughs> well, I mean, that's awfully political and topical for this show. Um, okay, so, so my magic band. So, um, yeah, I suppose we'll know more as it, as it kind of goes along. But um, I know that a lot of people have been talking about it over the last week. So I think it was uh, a good idea to, to bring that up. So thank you for yeah. that, Paul. Um, there's been a few other things as well. Um, who wanted to talk about cruise ships? That was me. Oh, go ahead, sir. Um there's going to be two brand new, slightly bigger uh, cruise ships entered onto the Disney fleet. Um, nobody knows what they're going to be called. Um, John and Bill. John and Bill, yeah. Yep. Disney John and the Disney Bill. Yep. Well, there will be the Disney Bill when you, when you get on there. Um, they're being made uh, the same as the last two by a German company. Because we all know the Germans make good ships. Yes. Um, but the first two are made by Italians. I'm not saying any more than that. That's it. Hey. Uh, and uh, the, the first one will launch in 2021, and the second one will launch in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all that Disney's saying, other than they're going to be slightly larger than the Dream and the Fantasy, which are the two bigger ships. Mm. Okay. Now, who, stuff. Who, who here's done the Disney cruise? I know a few of us have. Yeah, I've done. I've been on the Magic and the Wonder, the two original ones. Never been on the new, you know, the the Dream, dream. or the Fantasy. Mm. I've just been on the Dream. And uh, would you both recommend them? 
So, um, yeah, certainly the the two older ships are, you know, are comparable. We've done similar cruises on Disney and Royal Caribbean, and the Disney ships are are very good. I mean, they're you know they've got some unique things. They've got the rotational dining, like the bigger ships. Um, they don't have all of the facilities like the the you know the, the water slides, the aqueduct. Um, although I think one of them was refitted with a smaller version last year. Um, but but certainly the older ships are, are still very nice ships. Okay. Okay. The um yeah the, the I mean I like the fact that you can pretty much go top deck and everything everywhere like that and there's hardly any kids anywhere so you can sort of have a you know a couple's break and not have to worry about kids all the time well i mean it'll be inter- interesting to see where where they actually put all of these ships because <laughs> obviously one of the older ones <laughs> suggestions on a postcard but the the older ones one of them normally comes to europe um during the summer and then goes back during the winter so you believe that they're at least going to continue that. Um, but now with all the Asian parks, you know, Shanghai opening up and then they've got Tokyo and Hong Kong, you know, you, you think there would be a, an opportunity for a ship in in that sort of neck of the woods. Mm. You're quite right. I, I, the reason for me laughing, Paul, by the way, was when you said about where to put them because mm. of what just been said uh, from Chris, I thought you meant kids. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, you finish that sentence on with, sh- with ships, and that makes yeah. that makes much more sense. But um, yeah, because I mean, I suppose the big selling point um, with, with the, especially with the American cruises, is the fact that you can tie them in with a trip to a Disney park. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, my, when my friends have done it, they've done um, I think five days at, at Disney World and then done the cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rather than go, their usual is a, is a two-week trip to Disney World. Um, but that's that's a way of kind of having the best of both, I suppose. Um, yeah. And one thing that's obviously lacking from the European cruise is obviously, and I mean, it's it's landlocked. So it's not like they, there's much they can do about that. But uh, because of where the ship leaves from uh, for Europe, then it's not quite as easy to do a trip to Disneyland Paris and then... You know, immediately after that, go on a Disney cruise. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Not quite as easy to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, originally they left from Southampton, didn't they? Yes. Um, so obviously a lot closer to Disneyland Paris, but but very expensive. And then I think I think they, you know, they were not competitive. I don't think. So then I think they moved the uh, the start point to Barcelona. Mm. Um, and when we when we did our Barcelona when we did our med cruise, you know you had like Royal Caribbean, Disney, and um, there was at least one other, and they did almost exactly the same itinerary, and the prices were within you know a few pounds of each other. Right. And also as well, I mean, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I've never heard of any deals. So going back to that kind of package thing of going to Disney World and then doing a cruise, there didn't seem to be an alternative for doing Disneyland Paris and then the, the European, the Mediterranean cruise. So, um, you know, that, that's going to be another factor. Um, which, actually, I think is a very good point to uh, bring in our sponsors. Uh, and I'm going to go first and mention our good friend, uh, Wendy, at Magical Journeys Travel. 
um, who is happy to be one of the new Disaster Dart sponsors. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that coveted Anna and Elsa fast pass for your own princess. Whether she can do that on your magic band or not, it doesn't say. Uh, if you mention that you heard this ad on Disaster Dark, you'll get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines too, which is great because we just mentioned it. Um, you can find on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or at WPMagicJourneys.com. Nice. Well, the, the, the best thing about Disney Cruises, and obviously you can book them through her, is... Get into Castaway Key. Yes, that is amazing. Yes, my friends uh, raved about it when they when they went, and uh, yeah, well, that's the only way of getting there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's only on the Bahamas or the Caribbean um, routes. It's not a DVC location, is it? No, no, it there was a rumor. Well, there was a rumor they were going to build a DVC hotel, but then they don't technically own the island they're kind of long-term renting it so mm. <laughs> um, that would be a bit interesting yeah but but you know saying that paul uh you know if you was on a disney cruise and sometimes you just want to kick back a little bit and relax and you know you still want to be absorbed in disney but you don't necessarily want to do any activities you want to chill out in your room would you recommend a particular podcast other than this one uh, to listen to yeah, I certainly would. Uh, our second sponsor, uh, WDW Today. Um, they're the longest-running Disney Parks podcast. They've been going for, for around 10 years. Um, they've just passed the 1,500-episode mark. Um, they were rebooted earlier this year um, with three new uh, hosts, um, and they've started getting some new guests, uh, including Dick Van Dyke um, and also some Imagineers. They've been lucky enough. They've got a, a house band um, that came from Epcot originally, um, off kilter. They were originally in the Canadian Pavilion. Um, and you can subscribe to them on iTunes in the usual places, or you can visit them at www.today.com. Oh, there you go. And they're very proud to sponsor us. And we're very proud to guest on them as well. Well, some of us are. Yeah. You know, mm. those that have. Yeah. And those that haven't, haven't. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll change that. But thank you, Logan and the guys. And also, just to reiterate, uh, um, we we don't know if Off-Kilter ever had their hands in any tills. So I just want to do that disclaimer from last week from Craig. Blake, you've got a little sup. These are scam, Vinny. Um, and I mean, again, seamless with my segues. I, d- I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I do it. Um, Mr. D, was there anything uh, that tickled your fancy uh, whilst we've been away? Um not not news really, but I guess just updates on the new nighttime show that's coming to the Animal Kingdom, the Rivers of Light. Ah, uh, yes. And just looking, there was a there's a promo video for that that's been out for a little while, um, and some photographs, and it just I just think it looks amazing. I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, a fantastic show. They've they've obviously put seating in, so. Uh, the photographs that I've seen, it, it looks a bit like Fantasmic, where you've got uh, like dedicated bleachers for our Amer- American listeners um, or benches um, for our, our European listeners. 
um, and you know a combination of uh, the kind of water sprays that you get in Phantasmic and um, you know some maybe some newer features as well. So have you guys seen any of that stuff online? I've seen I've seen pictures, but to be honest, not read as much on it as I'd like to myself. Mm-hmm. So it starts it starts pretty soon now. It starts uh, in April, I think it is. It's certainly uh, in the next couple of months, um, I believe. Have I got that right? Yeah, um, I so. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good that we we're being accurate, but I mean it's not really our forte, so. <laughs> good, well, I wasn't sure if I'd, I wasn't sure if I'd got that right or I was getting confused because they've got the um, the safari starts soon as well, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, Rivers of Light, April the twenty second. Yeah, that's oh, right. Okay, yeah, so, so, so yeah, pretty soon coming now. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite. What I think is quite interesting is I'm assuming because I mean when they first talked about the world of Avatar. Um, they talked about Animal Kingdom being extended uh, in in operating hours uh, yeah. due to this, um, and now it's come to pass, and and they're going ahead with the, the safari, and they're going ahead with this show, and I wonder if you know they had this all in place because Avatar Land was supposed to be completed by now, mm. and they're just pushing yeah. ahead anyway yeah, because think... they've got the stuff ready. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and then, yeah, you I... know, I think extending the animal kingdom as they start to take um you know rides out of hollywood studios um kind of makes sense as well mm. and animal kingdom's gorgeous at night if you get get the chance to go there it's it's such a lovely looking park at night as well no i can't so, say i, I can't say i have but well, i I've only run through it, <laughs> of all things, well, during the wine and dine half marathon. But from what I could see, it looked very nice, mm. and hopefully it it will continue in that that vein once everything's open. Well, yeah, because I think that's that's the thing. I mean, as much as we've all said our two pence worth about Avatar, um, you know, no one wants it to be a complete flop. Um, and, you know, with all these additions to Animal Kingdom, it's only going to make it... Well, well, I mean, hopefully, I think we all feel that it'd be good for the park to go from a half-day park to, I don't know, a three-quarter-day park? Yeah. Possibly yeah, even yeah. a day park? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, once we get Avatar Land in there, yeah. I think so. So that, that, that you're basing that on the theory, though, that it is only a half-day park currently. If you want to argue that, I'm more than happy to sit and listen. I'm. I think I, I'm either one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think what it's. I think what it's like though is because of the animals and everything else. It's never. It's never extended normally. I mean, obviously we've got the. Um, you know, like the issue that was raised a minute ago, where the special events like you know uh, runs and things like that. But normally people aren't in that park at after dark. Um, so this, depending on how long they go, it is going to extend it and make it, you know, make it a part that you can visit during the day and at night. Um, like like a a Diz after dark. That's a good name for a podcast. Put them. Never catch on. <laughs> nah. Well, I don't know actually. Um, has anyone got our latest figures in front of them? Uh, yeah, looking uh, good. Yeah, Craig sent something out earlier, didn't he? 
did yeah, we get did four point three million downloads this week? Didn't we? That was. Um, I, is that right? I I am pretty sure it wasn't that many. Mm. Um, you know, technically we are still uh, at least Britain's most downloaded Disney uh, UK based podcast. Take that, Disney Brit. <laughs> <laughs> and another Disney podcast, of course, are Sorry, yeah. available. Um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, well, the last episode, the last proper episode, episode 15, uh, we're looking at 1,386. And even my crappy little bonus episode, which um, almost didn't get put out because I was worried about if it was going to be entertaining to people, um, has been downloaded 853 times in the last uh, four days that it's been up or so since uh, yeah, I released wow. it to the world. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pleased with that for a little bonus one. So thanks yeah. for, thanks for listening to that one. I'm um, one of those. I'm one of the 153. Hey, it's good fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, good. But just, I'm always worried when it's it's a show like that that you know how entertaining it is for other people to listen to. But then I suppose if you listen to Swaffle on about Disney stuff anyway, mm-hmm. then <laughs> you're probably the right target audience for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, no, I mean to be honest, with with Animal Kingdom, just going back to that and my comment about it being a half day park, um, to me it's 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 the attractions more than the fact that it you know literally is a half day park because it closes so early um you know it, it's got some some good attractions but you know there are things that um i think when we went back to animal kingdom that second time the attractions that we didn't do that we you know obviously the first time you go to a park you'll you'll go on everything mm. uh or at least everything that you fancy i didn't do any of dino land usa for example it looked just too funfairish. Yeah. Just didn't, just didn't, just felt so out of place even then. Um, but even things like it's tough to be a bug, I kind of felt it said everything the first time I watched it. I didn't feel that I knew. So I've still not seen that. What? So, there you go. You know, I, and, and you've I been didn't... there before. Yeah. It's good. I mean, I, I still like that. Attraction because I still like that movie. I've I've got a soft spot for Bugs Life. Okay. And I thought I thought the attraction was really quite clever. And you've got the in well, I guess you'd call it like the 4D elements. You know, you know what I mean, Nick. In it's, sort yeah. of built into the seats. Um, yeah. all, all, no spoilers, but uh, um, I, I, yeah, I still got I still got a soft spot for that one. But the best part is you get to put the glasses on beforehand and wait in that underground sort of lobby area, mm-hmm. and everybody gets to do Michael Caine impressions until the door is open. <laughs> that that is that is true. That's very true. In fact, um, I have got a picture taken with those glasses on before going into the auditorium, and I think everyone that I know that's ever been there has also taken selfies with those glasses on. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so there, there is but something that... to be said for it. That's true. Some great little touches. I mean, in that atrium, in that pre-show area, you know, some of the posters for other movies um, are really quite clever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I will, I will definitely um, back down from that. Uh, getting off my high horse, in that the theming of it is is very good. Um, yeah. And even and even you know going into the theaters is very good. It, I, you know, it has been done very well. Yeah. Um, and the the animatronics they use now are, are pretty good as well. That's yeah. not a spoiler. 
Um, but yeah, it's good. It's just that, you know, it's a bit like, I remember seeing Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Mm. And once was enough. Yeah. I never had the urge to go back and see that. Whilst Captain Neo was something I had seen multiple times mm-hmm. um, before it was taken out the first time. I did go and watch it once when it was uh, put back in the parts after Jackson's death. And yeah. it didn't really hold up all that no. well. But, no, um, you know, nice nostalgia kick, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it, you know... It, I mean, it's, it was one of the better attractions. I will say that Animal Kingdom. I mean, I think Dinosaur is is pretty good. Yep. I like the ride vehicles, but I'm not overly keen on what else is in the ride. Um, and yeah, I think it's probably down to the film. Yeah, they've toned it down a lot, though, haven't they? Because when we first went on Dinosaur, it was a lot better than it is now. It was a lot scarier. Well, originally, I'm pretty sure... And someone can correct us by contacting us, of course. But didn't it open up as Countdown to Extinction? That's and right. And then when the film Dinosaur came out, they re-themed it. They did, slightly. that's right. Yeah, even the at the front, the dinosaur, they changed the dinosaur. It used to be a Triceratops, I think. Mm. Um, and then they put the Iguanodon there when they when they opened up after they re-themed it. Okay. But, but they also toned down some of the special effects and the raid itself. Mm. Particularly the, well, again, no spoilers, but the the big dinosaur towards the end. Mm. That that used to come lunging at you. And it was a great effect, but uh, still still quite good, right? It suffered from Disco Yeti syndrome. Yeah. Well, the funny, the funny thing is with that ride is that over in Disneyland, California, they've got the Indiana Jones ride mm. yeah. that they you know, always talk up and um, it's the same ride system as the dinosaur, but I think the dinosaur ride just edges it. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. What, what do you think, Paul? Well, I think, I, see, I think the, see, I prefer sorry. Andy. Oh, sorry. I, def- I, I <laughs> definitely, but I have to say I prefer Andy. The theme is just so much better. And that's, that's kind of what does it for me the, with the ride system being so similar. It just, it just feels with the indie theme in it. It's, it's a little bit more, Get get dragged into it a bit more. The storyline's a bit better. See, I, I think Indy would have been served better with a with a like a runaway mine train or something. I know or we've already got that. Yeah, or a that's a good idea. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. It's just a bit. I don't know. I just find it a bit weird that Indiana Jones ride in California. Would you I, I like the Seven Dwarfs mine train to have been Indiana Jones instead? Well, yeah, but it, I mean, it's quite tame, isn't it? The Seven Dwarfs. Um, so it's a Crystal Skull. Yeah, don't talk about that one. I, I've, I've blotted that out. It yeah, doesn't exist, does it? I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist. We don't. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Crystal Meth. <laughs> Probably what I was smoking at the time of making it. Yeah, I think it's so. A bit, it's been like I was in a conversation with somebody recently about the Rocky uh, series of films and how it was like Rocky 1... Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Road. And then obviously Creed. <laughs> and he said, no, there's, there's definitely one in between. I was like, no. no. He goes, Rocky 4, Rocky Balboa. And he's like, no, I'm sure there's a 5. I said, it's not. <laughs> De- definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I know that because I've removed it from my box set and thrown it away. <laughs> um, it's like Paris of the Caribbean. There's only, there's only the cost of the Black Pearl. They didn't make any more after that. It's a shame. <sighs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, and, of course, uh, Disney are saying there's going to be a, a sequel to The Black Pearl coming out next year. <laughs> finally, that long away. Finally, yeah. I've been waiting for the ages. What took them so long? Uh, yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I, you know what? I didn't mind the second one, but the third one. Oh, my God. Yeah. So long. Mm. Um, okay, so it's <laughs> going back to Animal Kingdom. So, yeah, Dinosaur. Okay. Um, and obviously, it's its greatest ride, arguably, Expedition Everest, mm-hmm. with the aforementioned Disco Yeti. Do, yep. do you think in the evenings he'll be even more disco? He will be wearing a white suit with his collar of his black shirt overhanging it. Um, and while BGs. BGs. Yeah. Yeah, and a dance floor around him. Yeah. Spinning yeah, disco ball. A glitter ball inside yeah. the mountain. Yeah. What's, what's the DJ from um, the Tomorrowland um, eatery place? Oh, yeah. um, Sunny, Sunny Eclipse. Eclipse. Sunny Eclipse. Yeah. Perhaps they could like you know ship him over and he could spin some tunes for him. <laughs> you should be dancing. Um, yeah. Great, great <laughs> ride. He's, he's a great ride. And in fact, actually, that could have been a, an Indiana Jones ride, couldn't it, really? Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. But yeah, it was a bit like the second movie, wasn't it? Mm. The um, Temple of Doom. Yeah, well, they could definitely have themed it, even if it was like an additional film or something. Yeah, because um, they did have the main cars, the little main cars in that in that movie, didn't they? No, they did. They did. One of the, yeah. the better, well, arguably one of the better bits in that film. Yeah. Um, and obviously the aforementioned Safari, very good. And uh, Carly River Rapids, which I think is all right. Yeah, I've never been a massive fan of Carly River Rapids. It's just... No. Oh, you get so wet. Well, yeah, but it's got one big drop, which is you know, which is good. Um, Yeah, and you certainly get wet if you're sitting at the right, if the right spot or the wrong spot on the boat. Yeah, see, Uh, I've never got, I've never got soaked on Cali, but I have seen other people, obviously. Um, Whilst Popeye, everybody got drenched. Yeah, Um, and I just think, as much as I hate that ride because of getting so wet, um, it's just better themed. Yeah. So uh Yeah, there's more to it, you know. Mm. It just you, it just Sorry, Paul. It's okay. I was gonna say, did you hear the um the rumour about the tigers on the Cali River? No. They they supposedly were gonna have tigers roaming along the shore, like actual real tigers. <laughs> and then somebody pointed out that um tigers love to swim. Yeah. They're not like cats that avoid water and blah, blah, blah. They, they actually do love to go out hunting <laughs> and everything in the water. Yeah. Which is why you often swim the Lazy be, River. Yeah. It yeah. could be interesting. Well, I, can, I can understand it by the theming, but it just... I think the problem with it is, as well is it's like I don't need my water rides to have a Captain Planet-style message. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is what they tried to throw in there for no reason, so... yeah. yeah. We're maybe, so old. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio decided uh, that was a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the best uh, thing about the Animal Kingdom, I think, is some of the shows. Um, you know, like Flight, Flights of Wonder, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. It's underrated. Lots of people don't go and see it, but they should go and see it. It's a great show. And Nemo, the musical. Yeah, is... see, I can never find that. Watch. Thank you. <laughs> 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 so, so terrible which oh. meant to be fair about the standard of this show so. <laughs> I walked into that one <laughs> and uh, Festival of the Lion King which is, uh, is, is still there isn't it it got moved 
but it's still there. Or yeah. It's being, yeah. It's being moved, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a new sort of purpose-built arena now. Yeah. It's, um, and that's been there since Harani. day one, pretty much, isn't it? So, I mean, that's... Uh, mm. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. Um, cool. Okay, well, there was, there was a couple of things that I wanted to to bring up, if that's okay. A couple of, um, I suppose, late bits of news, really. Um, the first one is about uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, which I, I don't know how we've avoided talking about, but I don't think we've ever talked about it on this podcast. Star Wars. Yeah. Name rings a bell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and in fact, actually, speaking about Star Wars or Star Wars, I've got an invitation to the last flight to Endor, being a uh, shareholder. They oh. didn't want to provide me with, you know, accommodation or train tickets or park tickets. But I got a ticket to go uh, and, and go on the last day of operation. Um, so if anyone wants to sponsor me, let me know. 16th of March coming up. Um, but Star Wars Episode Seven has been given some release dates. Mm. And I say release dates because it does vary very much on where you are. So... Our good friends over in America, a.k.a. Uh, Trumpland USA, as I believe it could well be renamed in the future. Isn't it Trumpton? <laughs> that's, Trumpton. His, that's his hometown. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it will be available on the digital download from April the 1st. <laughs> that ain't no joke. <laughs> that is That is true. Um, and also, it's set to come out on Blu-ray and DVD on April the 5th. We have to wait slightly longer. Not too much longer. And to be fair, we did get it a day early. Mm. So, you know, I'll, I'll swing with the punches with that one. Uh, and we'll be getting it on April the 11th. And there are uh, various uh, special features, um, including a table read. The first ever table read between the cast. Um, and I, made, I remember they made, made a big deal about the first photograph of the cast all getting together. So it'd be, you know, I'm sure it'd be quite fun for the uh, the Star Wars fan for that piece of history to be shown. Um, but and what almost made a soapbox this week is the weird decision that the 3D home release has been delayed until later this year. Yeah. Now. Um, according to the uh, the house involved in making the the home 3D version of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, it's actually ready to go. The master disc is ready, mm. and Disney have have said that they want to hold it back. Um, and I can only think, you know, well, there's a few options. One, it's being delayed because of Rogue One. And they want to kind of boost sales around the time of that coming out. Um, or they want to see how many people double dip yeah. is another one. Um, which I won't be. Um, I will wait quite happily. For because, the 3D? Yeah, because I, the thing is, well, I mean, well, even if the 3D only comes with a 3D copy, as they do sometimes, I'll have to buy a 2D copy as well because I won't want to watch it every time in 3D. But, you know, traditionally with a 3D film, you get a, a Blu-ray copy or a download version yeah. in 2D. So that, that, that's fine. But I just, I, I don't like this this method of, of uh, making people double dip. 
Mm. Um, and there's also there was rumours of extra um, things being on the uh, the home release, which don't appear on the listings that they put out already. Now, bear in mind, we're less than a month before uh, it's going to hit stores. So, you know, I would imagine the, the listings that they've released are going to be quite accurate um, to what they are. But, um, yeah, so again, I don't like when they do this. I also know as well that they've announced different stores are going to have different things. So if you buy it in Walmart, you'll get some extra features that won't be on the release from Target. Oh, man. For example. Mm. Now, that's that's obviously, again, that's an American thing. I don't know how that's going to affect the UK release because no one has yet, as yet, mentioned um, if there's going to be a bonus disc or something like that. But they did the same thing with Star Trek uh, Into Darkness when that got released. And so you had to buy the iTunes version, the Target version, the Walmart version to get all access to all of the additional features. But Which the thing is, Nick, can I, can I just make a point of order, right, to Disney? I'm, I'm talking directly now to Bob Iger, okay? On the soapbox you go. Well, I'm just going to step on it quickly. Please do. Right? We, yeah, I want your point, son. This country, we made that Star Wars film, okay? We made it. It's our health and safety executive that's suing because of Harrison Ford breaking his leg or his arm or whatever it was. So, you know, don't mess around with our DVD, okay? Make sure it's pucker. Yeah, yeah, you tell them, boy. And when's the VHS release coming? That's what I want to know. Uh, April 1st. <laughs> that one is coming out on April 1st with the, the HD. He should have delayed it another couple of weeks, shouldn't they? I mean, be honest. should have been May the 4th, shouldn't it? This is, honest, honestly, this is when they... Because, I mean, the, the release date kind of got released a few months ago. Mm. Unofficially, so no one obviously knew for sure until Disney gave the go ahead that that's what it was going to be. Um, and I thought, why are you releasing it now? Because three weeks later is Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. I, I just just blows my mind. Yeah. On, on the fact that you can go into Disney Store May the Fourth and they will have things going on because of it, and you know special pin releases and all that kind of stuff. Why did no one at Disney Home Entertainment think, oh yeah, May the 4th? <laughs> God, See, it's a... joined up thinking like that, Nick. You could be a Disney executive. I think you should run for Iger's job when he retires. This is this is why. And I, don't, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast or not, but I applied for a job at Disney. Well, you couldn't... You couldn't they were very cagey in the UK about what jobs were being advertised. It was like a covert operation. And I managed to get to quite a high level um, within the Disney store. I got to speak to the VP in Europe at the time and said to him, look, I'd like to apply for a job, but I cannot find you know any listings or anything like that. And he gave me the name of the HR executive. Mm-hmm. And I did a create your own vinylmation of myself holding, looking like I was holding a sandwich board essentially as a seat like a really tiny CV and sent it nice. to that person uh, I never heard back but at least I made the effort you did that was creative yeah I liked it do you know what I mean like who wouldn't yeah. give somebody a, like an interview at least for that but yeah, hey hey Disney's lost it's probably because of the time I did this podcast so <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, breaking news actually um, because this was only revealed a couple of hours ago uh, Zootopia mm-hmm. um, has been released in the UK. 
did we talk about Zootopia on the last show? A little bit. And the fact that they changed the name of it. Uh, yeah, what's that all about? Yeah. Alfie. <laughs> uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm looking at him, he's not answering me. Um, yeah, it, I mean, that. that got, the number of stuff that Disney's done in the last couple of weeks has made me mad. Um, so, they've changed the title in the UK to Zootropolis. Why? Good question. I'm glad you asked. So, a Disney executive, when questioned why we were getting a different title to America, said that um, Zootropolis was a title unique to the region and that they felt uh, suited the UK audience better um, in understanding what the film would be about rather than call it Zootopia. Okay, so that's management speak for someone's tried to sue them because there already is a Zootopia in the UK. Well, I'm not entirely sure of that because there's also another lie in that sentence and that's exclusive to the region because it's also the title across the whole of Europe. Oh. So it's not exclusive to the UK. They've changed it for Europe. And they've changed it quite late as well because the trailers I'd seen in the UK was Zootopia. Hmm. Does Zootopia mean something like not family friendly in some other country then? Not sure. Hmm. That'll be why then. Oh, I think I've found something. Yeah. What's what's Everland Resort? Oh, it's in Korea. Okay, I take it back. There's a ride in 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 a theme park called Everland in Korea called Zootopia. But that obviously wouldn't affect Europe, so. Yeah. Mm. No, I can't find out. I can't see anything. Yeah, you gotta believe that it's either it's either some infringement or it's some translation that doesn't work somewhere in Europe. I think it's like a swear word in German or something. Could be. Das ist Zootopia, nein? <laughs> yeah, so that's my best guess. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I I can't work out the difference between the two of those really Mm. have we lost the other two no I'm still there are you still there yeah he's just dumbfounded Nick because of uh, the the change of name yeah I just find it a bit strange that's all (laughs) when's it um, when is he actually out did um, did Nick say sorry soon enough Um, yeah 20 I think it's 25th yeah. Is, it the, is it the same weekend as Batman vs. Superman? Oh. I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, no, I'll be watching. <laughs> I'm quite sure it is. Oh. oh. I think Baby we possibly have lost Nick, yeah. Nick's got... <laughs> I think we know what he's up to. Father duties, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so are you guys going to go and see Zootopia? When it comes out, or Zootropolis, sorry. I, I mean, before Star Wars, they had that lengthy sort of featurette, didn't they? Uh-huh. And it looked funny-ish, but I mean, a lot of people have said it's very good, so I won't judge a book by its cover, sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. I it hasn't really, it hasn't made me want to go and book my ticket. Put it that way. Mm. I'm possibly, I'm considering taking a little boy to see it. 
he hasn't been to the cinema yet, so it could be a a first cinema visit for him. First ever? Yeah. Well, that's a big experience. Yeah, it's either going to be that or it'll be finding Dory later on in the year. Yeah, when's that? Is that July? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. Um, as you could potentially hear in the background now, I was having this a bit of trouble with my son who was uh, exorcising the, uh, the front room. I don't, is, that, is, that a, is that a thing? Yeah, he, he, he was he was frying yeah. up. He was frying up anyway, so I had to go and deal with that. So sorry for uh, for starting a conversation and buggering off, but um, you know I, I'm sure you covered it well. But uh, what I wanted to talk about with Zootopia is the fact it's breaking records. Mm. And it's opening weekend. Has, have, have you seen this? What it's done? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't I don't remember the numbers, but it's um, it's done really well, isn't it? For, and it's opening weekend in the states. Yes, yeah, because it's, it's uh, I think that's the only region it's opened up, or it's definitely the only region that anyone's focusing on at the moment. Uh, but it opened at 73.7 million, uh, which in English is 52.1 million, which uh, has surpassed the opening of both Big Hero 6 and Frozen. Not what? combined, obviously. Amazing. Not combined. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, I think... I mean... The marketing, I don't think, has been particularly good. But let's look at it the other way around. Frozen had some really crappy trailers. Before that film came out, it had some really crappy trailers. So it was very much a slow burner. I mean, that film went on forever in terms of how popular it was and how long it was being shown at cinemas for. It had a very, very long shelf life. Um, but it was a bit of a slow burn. Um, and obviously, Big Hero 6 was the same. Um different crowd just because it's a different crowd so I'm surprised because I do think that the marketing for Zootopia has been better than than Frozen um, and probably about on a par with Big Hero 6 but um, I mean saying that the reviews have been brilliant have you seen the reviews for it I mean it's been very positive yeah I haven't seen a bad one yet yeah Um, no everything everything I've seen has been positive yeah and I still, I wasn't able to find an answer as to why it's been renamed, but um, it seems to be that there is uh, a, a zoo or an attraction that's being developed um, in Europe, I think it's in Denmark, that has that title Zootopia, hence the reason for alternatives. Um, apparently as well, like, I didn't realise that um, the Avengers had to be renamed to Avengers Assemble because of a trademark on the 60s TV show, The Avengers. Just in case anyone got them confused. Well, no, mm. that's the thing. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was something stupid like, oh, in case people get too confused because of that really crappy Sean Connery film. But apparently it was actually trademarked and it was going to infringe on the, on the trademark. Mind you, my this is true. My great aunt, bless her, she's in her dotage now, she actually went to the cinema to watch Bruno thinking it was a biopic of Frank Bruno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she still the, has nightmares about it. Was it when the talking yeah. cock came up that really confused her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, right, there, there is one other thing that I wanted to talk about, because this is breaking, actually, um, and that's that um, the Euro Disney Shareholders Club has announced its latest round of changes. Hmm. 
Now, this is something we've talked about on the podcast over the last few years anyway, at various different bits and pieces. Um, but when they started to do the restructuring, they actually closed um, Le Club Actionaires, or the Shareholders Club, so those mm. not in the know, um, for new membership um, until such time. So it actually reopens on the 10th of March. Um, and now, if you want to be a member, you need to have a thousand shares in the club. Mm. So, when they first started doing this, I think originally, back in the day, when it was Euro Disney, you needed, I think, five shares to be part of this club. Um, and then over time, it went to, I think, the minimum the minimum was 10 shares and then you had to pay a subscription fee or if you had over 25 shares uh, you could be a member then this was increased to 100 and then the restructuring so now we're looking at 1000 so if people aren't if people don't have shares already and decided tomorrow they wanted to join the shareholders club um, the current cost of a Disneyland Paris share is 1 euro 26 yeah. Uh, meaning it would be about in English £970 uh, to become a shareholder member now I didn't realise actually that, um, that how many uh, how much trouble it caused them with the discounts that you get because I mean that was one of the things that attracted me to the join in the first place and is anyone else here a shareholder of Disneyland Paris? yeah, yeah I've no. still got the 100 shares yeah okay. but I won't be up in that to 1000 no, well, do you have you? Do you still have a shareholders club card? Yeah, because, yeah. So, I I read the press release and I was slightly confused. And it's it's on their website as well, um, so you can have a look at it. Um, also, our friend at uh, Salon Mickey, uh, SalonMickey.wordpress.com. It's on his blog as well. Um, and apparently, I mean, I said I, I misread this, but apparently it's been corrected that if you are a shareholder with a hundred shares before the 9th of March 2016 uh, which is about now um, if you have a card as long as you renew it within 120 days, that's 60 days before or 60 days after the expiry mm. you can retain your membership and the card yeah, I will think then I'll... be valid for 5 years yeah I think it's lapsed but I'll have to check that because it was only two years before I think wasn't it it was yeah so the new, yeah. going forward if you renew it it will be five years um, yeah I'd, I'd, uh, I'd have a look now because it's still the night yeah. for the night of March as we record this so yeah um, just, just to see um, I'll have a look yeah do you um, still get the same benefits Benefits haven't changed, so you still get your discounts on food, you still get discounts on shopping. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I think they're trying to make it a bit tighter for, for new members is apparently there was one family um, who, well, sorry, one shareholder whose card was used to the tune of about €6,000. Like that's why they worked out the savings they had, and it wasn't the one person using it, it was being passed around because the cards never used to have your photo on, um, mm-hmm. so you could probably get away with it. Um, but now uh, the new, the newer cards from the last few years do have your photo on. Um, I mean, to be honest, like uh, reading that, yes, I understand the, the need to tighten controls a little bit, but if you're going to be that silly to allow those kind of things to happen then you're asking for trouble. 
you know, mm-hmm. I used to work in a supermarket with a discount card, and you know, my name was on it and whatnot. But they used to uh, check the usage on those cards. I imagine randomly more than you know, quite quite hotly on it. But they they would check to see how much you were. Um, using it, how often you were using it, what stores you were using it. So if they noticed anything that was a bit dodgy, they would, you know, pull you up on it. And if Disney were kind of letting people go carte blanche and not checking these things, then you know they're asking for trouble. Um, mm. You know, you'd expect a, a company of of that you know nature to be more on top of things. But um, uh, yeah, so you don't get much sympathy out of me for that one. But um, yeah. I thought it was just someone eating all the croissants in that little shop, that little um, rest area. Well, this is the thing as well, because, I mean, I've been being a shareholder for, uh, I don't know, about five, six years now. Um, I, I've gone to um, Salon Mickey quite often, and the amount of times I went in there and there was nothing to eat was staggering. Oh. Uh, you well, know, yeah, you would, I would never rely on it to have breakfast. Like if I could have breakfast before I could get into the park, I would do, which defeats the object somewhat because the whole thing was you could have a croissant or something mm. and and a drink before you enter the park, and it was like a nice, um, you know, quiet casual thing you could do. But yeah, nine times out of ten, you'd go in there and it'd be like, oh, we've run out. So well, the last time, us. the last time we we went there <clears throat> when we came in. Um, and showed the card, the the guy on the desk said, would you like a cookie? And we thought, oh, yeah. And he went in the back, and he came out, with, there were five of us, and he came out with five cookies. So it was one cookie per person. I think, I don't, I don't think, that, you know, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, it's okay. People that but it, takes the mis- at least you can't make lunch in there. Mm-hmm. Which is the other pet peeve <laughs> with, uh, with Disney breakfast, he's making, like, big lunches. But... Um, yeah, if, you, if you're going to offer these perks, then I get the need for tightening things up a little bit, but, you know, I think there's there's ways and means and, you know, just, well, if, if it's going to cut the loopholes, then I suppose that's that's one good thing. Um, now, I do have a little bit of a rant to, to do before we end this podcast, but before we do, um, I think we should give another shout out to our sponsors. So, uh, Mr. Washington... Yeah, uh, so the first one is WDW Today, uh, the longest-running po- Disney Parks podcast. Ten years, and they've just passed their 1,500-episode mark. Um, they had a complete reboot um, earlier in the year, um, and they've got some great interviews lined up with people like Dick Van Dyke and some Imagineers. Uh, the house band, Off Kilter, uh, formerly of Epcot. Um, and you can sm- subscribe to them on iTunes or go to www.today.com. And what's the best episode number for them to listen to? Oh, God knows. Mr. Lucas is the one that knows the episode numbers. Yeah, we'll recently. Put, we'll get, yeah, a, recently. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Within the last couple of months. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him to put the number in of, of the best the best guests they've ever had, other than Dick Van Dyke. Um, and our other sponsor is, of course, at Wendy at Magical Journeys Travel. Um, so whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of plans to be involved. So let Wendy be the one up at midnight getting those window uh, reservations for you for things like Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa fast passes for the princess meet and greets. And if you mention you heard this ad on this particular podcast, that is of course Disaster Dark if you didn't know, you get 25% off your deposit for any trip package. 
so you can find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. So I hope uh, hope you guys uh, take take her up on that one. Um, but yeah, so before we go, uh, and and you know this is something that, that Chris mentioned to me uh, to talk about. So I'll, I'll give him the, the kind of credit there for that one. But um, he's quite angry, and I think we all share that anger about the price increases. So, um, you know, Disney have announced uh, price increases that are going to be coming into the thing. And you actually did some maths, Chris, didn't you? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, averaging out the ticket prices uh, per ride, uh, Magic Kingdom is now $2.90 per ride, which I don't think is too bad. However, that's studios, very good value for money. That I I'd think say. so. I think so. But uh, studios, which we have talked quite a lot about on here, is thirteen dollars a ride. Now mm, that's a bit steep. I, I think so. How many how many rides did you pay thirteen dollars for at that park? Uh, Tower of Terror. It's usually got a thirteen minute wait, so I suppose I pay thirteen dollars for that. <laughs> a minute for each minute, uh, a dollar for each minute you wait. Yeah, yeah. Like that. okay, fair enough. I mean, you know, that rock and roller coaster which are next to each other. Uh, Star Tours. Yeah. I, I suppose you get your entertainment there. It's a fantastic. Story Midway Mania. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's still a lot of money per ride. And also that, well, that's based on. A- Sorry, good. Sorry, no, no, no that, that's based, you know, uh, Chris has worked that out, although we're saying that's like $13 each, that's $13 on every ride that's open. So actually, we've pulled out about four, well, I mean, there's probably only about five rides left open, isn't it? But, um, yeah, so actually, it's, it's slightly more than that. Um, but you also compared it to Universal. Um, now, was this just Studios, or was this Studios and Islands of Adventure? No, no, no. This was just the studios part. Just studios. Um, yeah. $5. So slightly more than a Magic Kingdom. But again, you know, I don't think $5 a ride is, is too bad. Granted, a lot of those are just things with big screens. <laughs> but, you know, $5 yeah. to watch a film on a big screen, not too bad value, I think. Um, and that was based on a one-day ticket, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. one-day ticket. So, so obviously, if you're a, a Brit and you're getting a 14-day ticket or a 21-day ticket, then you know that price comes down quite a bit. But I, 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 suppose... I do love how the 14-day and the 21 are almost exactly the same price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very little in it, is there? Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant though. I think I think last time we got a 21-day ticket because of the price difference, even though we knew we weren't going to be using it because it was just stupid. At least yeah. then we had the option if we did want to spend a couple of extra days there during that time, we could. Well, yeah. uh, this after dark top tip: I bought the twenty-one day one last time, and then when we knew we were coming back the following year, but slightly earlier in the year, I upgraded it to annual pass, and it worked out cheaper. No mm. way! Good thought, yeah. Mm. yeah. Top tip for you. That's yeah. very good, and not not something we do very much of, but very good. Um, mm. But no, so, I mean, really, I think, you know, what we are collectively saying is there's a bit of cheat going on with Disney at the moment, the fact that they can increase the price, because obviously the, the day ticket's just gone up at studios, they can increase the cost of the ticket, and yet there's so little open 
And when you break it down like that as to what it costs per ride because of what's open, that's a huge, huge difference. And uh, I think it'd be, when's they next release their their um, figures for attendance? Is it every six months or is it every year? They do that. Mm, it's done by a third party organisation. Yeah. I think it's on an annual basis. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Okay, so you probably won't know for a while then. No. Yeah, I suppose the thing is, it's just the from a percentage point of view. You know, the prices are going up constantly and generally more than sort of inflation or you know the average cost of living. So, yeah. relatively speaking, you know the the prices are going up now. Certainly, they're funding a lot of expansion. You got to pay for that somehow, but it is becoming you know a very expensive holiday, particularly if it. If it's a short, you know, if you're going to go there for two weeks and get a two-week length of stay ticket, then, you know, I think it, it works out a better value. But if it's going to be a kind of three-day three day part of a bigger holiday and then you're going to do the same at Universal and go to Bush Gardens and go a few other places, you know, it's, um, it's becoming a very expensive holiday. And I think the thing is the difference between um, ourselves or... or uh, people coming from outside of America um, to do a, a Disney holiday or go to Orlando is that generally, if we're going over or so, like you know, some from Europe or uh, our friends over in um, over there at the moment, they don't go for you don't normally go for like a few days. You normally go for a couple of weeks. Now you might not spend your entire duration there, but like you say. Uh, like you were saying, Chris, you know, the, the 14 day tickets are much cheaper than, than buying, obviously, individual day tickets by quite a lot. So you would be more coaxed into doing that. So when you're buying a ticket like that, it's not quite as bad if you got a ticket for, um, you know, studios and so little stuff was open because you don't feel too cheated. But, you know, our American listeners, they generally go down to Disney if if they're going on on holiday. They don't live nearby. They will be going down for, you know, three to five days, generally, yeah. um, and their time is precious, and they will be buying day tickets. So for them, it will be an expensive way of doing it. And I would certainly be contemplating what I was spending my money on with so little open. As much as the experience is great, you know. Do you think as well with the pound dollar rate? You know, the pound has sunk quite a lot against the dollar. Mm-hmm. Do you think that might make a, a bigger impact on people now? Yeah, it must do. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, in the good old days, it used to be $2 to a pound, didn't it? Uh, the first one yeah. was $2 to a pound, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now but I mean, it's, it's what, been 1.3? Yeah, but it's been 1.6 for a long, long, long time. So, you know, yeah. dropping to 1.3, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The last time it was a you know, 2010, it was 1.6-ish, 1.7 might have been, but it had been um, 2 when we went in 2007. So it dipped slightly, but not too bad. But yeah, I mean, if, if we're looking at, you know, going to 1.3, then that I didn't even realise it had dropped that low, actually. That's 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 quite dramatic, actually. So um, but, that would have But for an American listener... It's good value. Come to Europe, go to you know, Disneyland Paris. You're getting more for your dollar. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, you know, that's 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 show, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but on that bombshell. Oh, oh, sorry. By the way, it makes us mad. Um, but 
but I didn't say that people one night it's over um, but yeah we're coming to the end um, the the barman is looking at me <laughs> aka my son is still crying so um, <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of leave the show there but thank you very much for joining us um, we've got some exciting stuff coming up on our next show uh, are we supposed to talk about it or are we supposed uh, to, to no Craig said don't don't say a word. And what Craig said <coughs> goes. <laughs> so this is a teaser then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, before we before we go, I just wanted to give Karen Jackson another shout out. She won the second uh, photo quiz on the blog. Um, but also wanted to say hi to Jimmy Gandy from Louisiana. <clears throat> Thanks for having a go, Jimmy. And uh, keep an eye on the blog. I'll put another photo quiz on there this week. But we really need a few people to give Karen a run for our money. So get on the blog spot and, and give it a go. And of course, if you can remind people where to go for that, Paul. Yeah, that's disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk. And if that's too long-winded for you, disafterdark.com will also take you there. Um, and I, well, I just, just Craig's just nudged me and said that we've got a guest booked for an upcoming show. But uh, yeah, Ooh. maybe, maybe we'll, we'll leave that one for the next show as well so basically we're leaving you on a cliffhanger um, mm. and uh, I think no Zootopia won't be out by the next time so no one would have seen that oh, what a shame right on that note thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you in a couple of weeks time yep bye bye peeps cheerio see ya bye